Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative. They do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Don't touch my drum set. Did you touch my drum set? Don't touch my drum set. Uh, John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter, in the house with us here. We are set up on Radio Row at the SHOT Show in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, our, our friend Dana Lash, uh, she's an incredible radio talk show host. She's on the air after us in Missoula. She's got a national radio show. She used to be the spokeswoman for the NRA. Uh, but, uh, yeah, apparently... She has been traveling to shows like the SHOT Show. I saw her at a write-online convention 10 years ago going through TSA security. They took her mic stand. <laughs> they touched her drum set. They, they confiscated her microphone stands. I mean, you can, anybody in the world, any terrorist, any Chinese communist operative can break into America right now and roam free and get handed a debit card in a free hotel room. But... Don't touch Dana Lash's drum set. They took her mic stand. What in the world, man? So, while we were traveling yesterday, <laughs> as as we're traveling, I'm, I'm you know, uh, uh, perusing Twitter while you, while you sit in airports, and I see she's doing the same thing, traveling over here, and posts this big picture of them taking her mic stand at TSA. She said, I've been traveling with this mic stand for years, and all of a sudden they, they take it from me. And of course, this is a piece of professional equipment she, she uses for her national radio show. Show that she's going to broadcast live from Shot Show yeah, about one hour. <laughs> well, now, now apparently the, the her her booth. She's got a private booth for doing her show. Uh, you know, we're, we like to be out in the mix out here, but apparently the door was locked, so she's got to be live in about an hour. So, uh, we, Dana, just come on down, come see the Joker, come to the Montana Talks family. We'll we'll take care of you. We got a we got microphones ready to roll everything. Oh, right? I mean, we'll we'll be security for you. We're ready to go right That's down right. here, right? Montana Talks booth. It's all yours. We got coffee. We got guns. What else do we need? We got it all right here. Uh, man, this was really cool. So um, John was just here. He was the gear guard for a second. He was uh, guarding the, the show equipment so that TSA didn't steal our microphones. <laughs> microphones. <laughs> Luckily, we went through Montana, and I think our folks are a little more common sense, thankfully. But, uh, but so we got all our gear. We got all our microphones and everything. But I just went up. So right now, um, Governor Greg Gianforte and the Montana Department of Commerce are having their Montana breakfast. I took some photos. I'll have to share them on Twitter here during the break. But whole room full of Montana businesses. Uh, I got to see the CEO of Brickstill Defense. He's going to come down and join us on the show tomorrow. I got to see the Olympus Arms crew. I got to see uh, Alpha Loading Systems. The governor uh, was very gracious. He said, hey, everybody, I just went down and saw Aaron Flint from Montana Talks. Go down there, get on the microphone, get a chance to be heard all across Montana. So I'm excited to see who we're going to get a chance to chat with over the next three days. It was really interesting right here, that, that two segments that we did with the governor because you know you're sitting here knee to knee with the guy looking him right in the face as he as he tells you about things he's doing and you're from 30 years of being a federal agent i learned how to read people and he's for real he's a for real guy he's not a typical full of shift politician he, right? he said shift like adam shift just yes. uh, shift. yeah we know i know travis is flexing that <laughs> red dump button arm so uh, we're still good to go we're still good to go all right uh, larry Keene from the national shooting sports foundation should be with us this is where montana talks Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Well, 
Not only do we want to talk about and get a chance to see some of the cool guns and gear here at this SHOT Show, but it's also uh, a, a great shot, a great opportunity to catch up on public policy and what's going on in the, in the world of guns. You know, the constant attack on our Second Amendment rights and on the gun industry that we see, especially in, you know, like the communist uh, nations like uh, California, for example. We were joking with Governor Gianforte earlier, uh, you know, it's just kind of off air and, and he was talking about how he's, you know, how they're recruiting, you know, these, you know, higher wage manufacturers, especially in the gun industry. And it's not a hard sell because a lot of people are trying to, you know, leave these communist nations like California. <laughs> That's what everybody has to always understand about the left and about the communist Democrats in our country is they never stop any any program. Like you say, you know, uh, coming after your guns or global warming, or any of it, if you think for a second that they've realized the error of their ways and they're going to backtrack and stop that, oh, no. All they're doing is a tactical retreat, and they'll be back next year or five years or ten years from now. You know how long they were working on socialized health care, Aaron? Since the 50s. And they finally got it under Obamacare. These people never stop. They, they, they keep, they just find another avenue. They just find another avenue. Well, we're going to get the latest on the public policy debate. Uh, Larry Keene is a senior vice president for government and public affairs for the National Shooting Sports Foundation. And the SHOT Show is, this whole deal is put on by the National Shooting Sports uh, Foundation. So, so it's, it's always great to be here. And, uh, yeah, so Larry Keene's going to, I think he's just wrapping up an interview right now. So we'll just throw him right on the microphone so we can jump right into it. Because, yeah, we like to broadcast. We can record interviews, but live is always better, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then I think later this hour, A.G. Knutson, the Attorney General, might show up. And Alpha Loading Systems, I got to see their folks up at the breakfast and more. So, uh, yeah, we'll just hand the microphone over to Larry Keene. Great to see you once again, Senior Vice President for the National Shooting Sports Foundation. (laughs) Larry, thanks for jumping right up to the microphone. Just let's just jump right on to the the range is hot, brother. <laughs> Good to see you. Good to see you, Aaron. Thanks for having us again. We, we Welcome got back that, to the shot show. We got our friend the Joker from Twitter back in the, the house with us here as well. So yeah, well, just give us the latest. What do folks across Montana need to know? You know, the latest in the attack on our gun rights and and threats to the gun industry. Well, what's some of the good news to start with here this morning? Well, boy, uh, I could spend two hours just covering the attacks on the industry. But, you know, what I really wanted to make everybody aware of in Montana is you've got a really important Senate election coming up. The governor's here, by the way, for, uh, just saw him. Yeah, yeah. for our governor's forum again this year, so we're really excited about that. But uh, Uranus itself is the Firearms Industries Trade Association, and, you know, we, we own and run the SHOT Show, which is a b2b show for the industry uh you know we recognize that this election is uh, really um the most important election in our lifetimes and you hear politicians say that every year but i I honestly believe that this election will determine the future of our country Uh, we have the most anti-gun president in the united states uh, pursuing these socialist policies allowing a crisis at the border where millions and millions of illegal aliens have crossed the border, unchecked, released into the country. God knows how many terrorists have come over the border. Um, we, you know, so the future of our country is at stake. I mean, we argue about pronouns and, and not protecting our border. 
and you know and helping our our veterans um so and the, you know our our industry the second amendment is on the ballot so nssf has launched a super PAC called protect liberty pack pac it's you want to find out more you can go to www.protectlibertypacpac.com and so we launched the super PAC to bring resources to bear on critical races including montana that will determine for example who controls the united states senate and will we continue down the socialist path that this country seems to be headed down under this feckless president that we have who is the most hostile president towards the second amendment in our industry in history or will we or will we grab control of the rudder and change the course that this country is headed in and protect our freedoms, protect our liberties. I mean, we, we see the FBI, you know, um, going to uh, banks and big uh, gun dealers trying to find out who bought guns. I mean, it's just outrageous what's going on. So we want everybody to be aware of this. We would appreciate whatever support folks could provide that would allow us to educate voters in Montana on this upcoming election, which is very important. We have, you know, presumably Mr. Sheehy, a former SEAL, will be the nominee against Senator Tester. Um, you know, he's been there a long time. We have a, a big governor's race coming up. And Tester has voted for anti-Second Amendment Supreme Court nominees and other federal judges. We, we, I was talking with the governor. And he's pushed Last year he announced big news about pushing back against ESG and that woke nonsense. But... But at the end of the day, it hinges on courts. It hinges on federal judges oftentimes. That's where the senators, the president nominate makes the nomination. The Senate confirms it. So they can pretend to be the fake moderates all day long. But when they're putting anti-gun judges in the courts, that's what matters. And, and look who's running for governor, right? A, 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 a gun control <laughs> lobbyist and advocate from Giffords. Who tries the Democrat candidate, yeah. Yeah, trying to camouflage uh, his real position. So... Uh, Everyone, I mean, you can give at corporations, individuals can give unlimited amounts to the super PAC. We will use them to protect our freedoms and liberties. And again, while it's unlimited, you know, no amount is too small. You know, if you want to make a, do a donation of $17.76, we'll take it and we'll use it. Liberty PAC. All right. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. I had to try a piece of this jerky. You know, I've been hearing I've been hearing these uh, radio ads uh, about how you can find the Reminis Angus jerky, you know, at Town Pump in the Maiden, Montana section. I've had that Reminis Angus jerky. That's some good stuff. Brian Massard, former president of the Montana Stock Growers, he's got his uh, cattle baron cigars and and some other beverages, shall we say, but he's got this reminiscent Angus. I, I gave a speech at a, a, a Lincoln-Reagan dinner in Dillon, and the nice thank you gift was the reminiscent Angus jerky. Well, here's some other great jerky in front of us right now. Um, Anthem Snacks is a veteran-owned company in Bozeman, and uh, uh, it's owned by Green Beret. I, I, the, the CEO is down here at the SHOT Show. We should get a chance to run into him here uh, at some point over the next three days, but they are the official jerky of the UFC. 
John, did you try some of this bourbon jerky as well? I have. I you've got the bourbon. I've got the sweet honey over here. You're not cutting loose with well, your bourbon stuff over well, there. Well, you're right? a southerner, so you need the sweet honey. <laughs> and you're a pecan sweet honey. Pie. The <laughs> sweet honey there. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and, you, and you're the pretty face of the radio show, so that's why we gave you the sweet honey jerky. Face man, so. face man. Got You always got to have one. You got to draw on the ladies over here. Yeah. What? <laughs> what did I? Uh, why do they keep asking you? Uh, well, anyway, we'll we'll stop it right there. Uh, so tell us, what's your reaction to what Larry King, you know, we had that quick conversation with him from the National Shooting Sports Foundation. What's your reaction to what he had to say? Well, it, it played exactly into what you and I had talked about the previous segment, is that Larry understands, and anybody who's paying attention understands, I'm sure Troy does, that these people never stop. And it doesn't matter what agenda item they have, whether it's climate change or guns or any of it, they never stop and never back up. They're always coming all the time. And if it takes Behind. 50 years yeah. to get there, they'll still be there. Yeah. yeah, he mentioned Troy. Troy Downing, state auditor from Montana, is down here in the house. Yeah, happy to be here. Yeah. Great. Is this your first shot show? No, no, I've been here before. Yeah, I missed last year, but I've definitely been here before. But, uh, you know, uh, be before I, I comment on that, because I got something to say about that, I got to say, that was some pretty good jerky. Isn't that good stuff? <laughs> I like the, on yeah. the back, I don't know if you noticed, it said meat ready to eat. MRE. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So Nate, I, I gotta. I hope I pronounce this. I'll just. I'm gonna stick with Nate. Uh, plus, he's a Green Beret, so he probably prefers the first name only. Right, right, right. right. So yeah, Nate, the, the founder of the company, is a Green Beret, and started this business in Bozeman. And uh, and, and in fact, a, a portion of their proceeds. Uh, go towards Warriors and Quiet Waters. And Troy, awesome. I know you were on the board for Warriors and Quiet yeah. Waters for a long time. So, yeah, one of the, the, first, the first one. <laughs> the very first one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the bourbon. This is why it's so good. Apparently the bourbon comes Oh, Willie's. Okay, from, from Ennis. There you go. Willie's Distillery yeah, is yeah. the bourbon in the uh, bourbon-flavored jerky. Yeah, Willie, Willie's a good guy. He's a good friend. He's incredible. Yeah. But but talking what we were just talking about, you know, you're you're absolutely right. They're, they find industry they want to destroy. They understand it's a hard attack to it, it, you can't attack from the front because there's going to be you know everybody's going to build up walls and fight back. So they're coming from the backside. They're making it with all these you know ESG policies. Um, they're making it so that you don't have access to capital markets. So if you're trying to fund your business, you can't get loans. You can't get investment dollars. They're trying to do that part. And then you know I regulate insurance for the for the state. So what happens when you can't insure it either? So if you have a business and you can't get access to money, you can't insure it, you're effectively put out of business, and they never had to, you know, cross the moat and, you know, get into the castle. They came from the back door, and that, that's what we're fighting right that's, now. That's fascinating. Yeah, because some of you might be saying, why is the state auditor, the state commissioner of securities and insurance at the shop show? Now, he's been here before, and, right. you know, outdoor guy, but, and a veteran, but... But now it makes perfect sense because to, to the joker's point here, they're using every avenue to try to come after the gun industry right. and try to come after your gun rights. So so they want to leverage the big banks to take away your financing. Right. They want to use the courts to take away your rights. And But what if you can't even get insurance? Right. That's what they're trying to do. Exactly. That's And, you know, I was uh, happy. I, I, you were uh, listening to the uh, governor's remarks this morning when he was talking about um, banks not wanting to lend to firearms companies. So they passed a law to prohibit that. You know, so we're, we're fighting back as we can here in Montana. But uh, let me tell you, this is... Uh, this is a marathon. They're going to keep probing the fence until they find some way in there. So we got to just be very hyper diligent about that. And, uh, you know, the other thing that's, uh, you know, compelling to me is I get people all the time, especially in businesses like, you know, taverns, bars, you know, uh, uh, firearms manufacturers where they have 
um, high liability. And so when they buy their liability insurance, uh, sometimes they start complaining because it's getting more and more and more expensive. So we're identifying places uh, where we can apply some level of tort reform. So we find that balance that somebody that is wronged still has an avenue for, you know, uh, for relief, but it's not so broadly expensive. You know, it's not, or, you know, uh, it's not so broad that anything... Um, you're held, held liable for anything that happens. So we need to just rein that in so it's, you know, common sense liability. So once an insurance company doesn't have to insure everything under the sun, those premiums start coming down. That's interesting. You know, John, Attorney General Austin Knutson uh, should be dropping by here later this morning as well. There's going to be an AG's panel forum discussion. But, uh, and I think about this, Troy, from your perspective. But, John, I think about Attorney General Austin Knutson, you know, he's got a small shop, a small team. When you really think about it, given everything he has to fight back against yeah. coming down the pipe from the Biden administration, so they, they can work with these other attorneys general across the country, Texas and elsewhere. So, so yeah, it seems to me that that's what we got to do, too, is figure out how we not only put good things on the books in Montana, but push back yeah. in a united effort. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, he's kind of like a, in a batting cage there. They're just throwing stuff. And he's, you know, he's just swinging away. The ability for Republican AGs and Republican governors and you know, Republican legislatures of, of all stripes to band together and take these projects, these agenda items together as one. Right. You know, in that national effort versus individuals where they can pick you off and throw stones at yeah. you and knock you down. Yeah. No, I mean, there, there's a lot to be said about that. And, you know, we try to find states, you know, that, that we can do multi-state actions with to try to, you know, solve a lot of these problems. And I'm sure you can imagine there's uh, there's states that are, you know, very aligned with Montana and there's states that are not. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, what's so what's my, the breakdown with people that have your type of job in other states? Some of them are probably appointed by the governor. There's, so. uh, there's 13 of us out of 56 jurisdictions that are elected. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, and there's, uh, it, it, it is interesting because it's a very different job, an electee versus an appointee. Sure. You know, an electee, you're hired by the voters and you answer to the voters. Where as an appointee, I had one put it, you know, very eloquently. He said, my job is to not embarrass the governor. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but apparently in some of these other states, the governor's job is to embarrass them. <laughs> oh, so, uh, and I got this covered. You know, Gavin Newsom says, don't you worry about it. I'll embarrass myself. Yeah, exactly. Just step, step aside. Oh, I mean, it's hard to believe some of the stuff that comes out of that guy's head. <laughs> I know some of the things you've been, you know, very outspoken on is, is scams and, and fraud. Odds targeting yeah. seniors. Yeah. To me, what they are doing when they are deliberately targeting, just like these these scamsters that are deliberately targeting senior citizens with medical fraud or whatever else, these scam artists that are targeting gun businesses need to be treated just like these scam artists. How how can you take legal action against them, hold them accountable, and go after their job and go after their industry, yeah. if that's what you want to call it, which is trying to shut down the rest of our business. Yeah, yeah, no, a scam is a scam. It should be treated as a scam. Um, you know, obviously, we've been doing a lot of work on financial scams, particularly against uh, seniors. And I know I'm doing a little left turn here from SHOT Show, but we had a really good story came out of that because some of these um, these scamming groups are very sophisticated and they're working lots of people. They no longer, you know, have, you know, broken English and heavy accents. It's American, you know, English. It's, it's uh, American accents. And uh, we had this one in Anaconda. This woman uh, was scammed into somebody saying they were uh, from the DEA. And they said that her account was being used in this international money laundering scam. And they scared her, saying that she was under investigation so she wouldn't call law enforcement. 
And then after, you know, weeks of her checking in uh, where she was, she's in Anaconda. If she ever left town, she had to tell them this fake DEA agent. And then they uh, called her and said, well, you know, we're finishing our um, investigation. And we found out that uh, you're not involved, so you're off the hook. So there's the emotional release, the jubilation. And they said, but these scammers, they have access to all your accounts. So if you transfer your money into this uh, uh, vault account with the U.S. Treasury, we can protect it while we get the scammers. Hook, line, and sinker. Her checking account, her savings account, her retirement account, everything went in there. And uh, and I remember when you told, first told this story to us, but the very good news up it was it right before Christmas? Right, yeah. That, you got her a check. You so got we her did. some of her money back. Yeah, right? and uh, I got to tell you, nothing will make you smile uh, like, you know, handing somebody that's just lost everything a $50,000 check right before Christmas. <laughs> I'll tell you how you beat that scam, okay? First of all, if you ever get that call, okay, get the name of that person. Your name's what? Agent Johnson? Okay, Agent Johnson, uh, stand by. I have to call back. I have to call back. Then go to your computer, look up the name of the FBI, the DEA, the IRS, whoever it is. Look them up. What's their phone number there in, in, in your state? Now call that number and ask for Agent Johnson. Right. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> as a retired federal law enforcement officer yourself, you worked with a few Johnsons uh, over the years, didn't you? A yeah. Agent Johnson? No, 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 the other one. The other, the other Agent Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Johnson and Johnson. It's a diehard. diehard. Yeah. Right there. Every <laughs> agency has that guy. There's always a Johnson in every agency. Oh, yeah. Has, right? There's a, a couple of them. Yeah. More than one. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, especially if, you know, somebody claims to be a DEA agent, ah, oh, come on, I'm going to be skeptical right off the bat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, people don't, I can tell you that agents don't call you on the phone. Okay? Yeah. First of all, they come by, yeah. knock on your door, yeah. right? Because they want to make sure they're talking to you face-to-face -face exactly. and the right person yeah. and all that. You know, all sorts of people with a booth here at the SHOT Show, John, as I was walking back from the governor's breakfast, um, I, I know you're retired now, but the FBI had a booth. Uh, they're hiring now, so they've got a, the FBI is hiring. If you want to go walk down to their booth, you can go spy on your political opponents and everything. I want to see Dana Lash <laughs> and, and uh, who was it, Lauren Boger, what they did to the ATF here last year. That's right. They lit them up really? here last year. Oh, yeah, they, they were filming the whole thing, and they, they were asking them booth. questions, and, and none of them knew how to answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you wonder why you lost your mic stand at the TSA. has a buddy over at the TSA. Don't well, touch my drum set. All right, we got we got to take a quick break here. Troy Downing, State Auditor, great to see you. Well, thanks hey, for dropping happy by. Happy to be here. It's a great seeing all these Montana businesses here, and uh, thanks for giving me some time. Yeah, great to all see right. you, and even better great to see will boone what a great young man who's uh, cruising around with you, here. <laughs> you all right quick break back with the joker and more live from the shot show in las vegas this is where montana talks at with lane nordland input cost continues to impact the profitability of family farmers and ranchers here in montana one of those input costs of course being fertilizer Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack says the Fertilizer Production Expansion Program is designed to help entrepreneurs pay for projects to improve or expand existing fertilizer production facilities or to create new ones. Secretary Vilsack made these comments at the American Farm Bureau Convention in Salt Lake City. Today, uh, we're announcing seven more projects that will receive up to $50 million to expand access to additional fertilizer at lower costs. Excited about the opportunities uh, in the Midwest in particular to see this happen. So far, USDA has approved 40 fertilizer production projects. 
There are more than 50 proposed projects waiting in the wings for funding as well. So there's a tremendous opportunity for us to substantially expand access to fertilizer and lower costs for farmers. U.S. fertilizer imports have averaged nearly $6 billion over the last five years, around 25 million metric tons, accounting for a significant share of total U.S. fertilizer use, according to USDA. The war between Russia and Ukraine also caused a significant increase in fertilizer prices over the past two years as well. I'm Lane Nordland. Have a great day. State of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. So this is day one of our SHOT Show coverage, and John Jackson, the joker from Twitter, he was with us here last year, and it's just so great. Uh, John, again, big thanks uh, for you coming down and sidekicking with us, because, man, as you can see, there are so many people to talk to, so many people to see but, you know, Vegas, we're an hour earlier than Montana time, so so we are here very early, but the place is really just getting up and moving now. But especially today, kind of the first day of the coverage, uh, we're going to talk with more Montanans later today. We're going to talk with more tomorrow and on Friday. But, but the first day, you never know who's going to show up and when they're going to show up, which is part of the fun. But we may get a chance to chat with Attorney General Austin Knutson uh, here before we wrap up for today. But if not, hey, we're going to have a, a lot more to follow tomorrow and then, of course, with Friday as well. But it was really cool. So just before we kicked off our statewide show, I went up uh, just to the uh, the fourth floor in the Venetian uh, above where we're at here at the uh, con- convention center in Las Vegas. And, and that's where the Montana Department of Commerce and Governor Greg Gianforte hosted this big breakfast and a whole bunch of Montana folks in that room. But it was so cool, you know, the governor got up and talked about what, what he's doing and what the state of Montana is doing here to support our gun manufacturers and our ammo manufacturers and also to recruit more to places like Glendive, Montana and the big Brickstall Defense News, $125 million investment. But it was just so cool. I got to see Seth Bergley from Shield Arms, Andy Mansour, who is the CEO of Brickstall Defense. He was there. His team, Olympus Arms, was there with their team. And the governor was nice enough to say, hey, folks, go, go join Aaron on the radio. He's right down there. And so, man, I had Alpha Loading Systems out of the Bitterroot Valley giving me their business card. They want to come down. So, so it's going to be a ton of fun over the next few days. You know what? We, we observed this last year, and I'm seeing it again. What you have here right now is thousands and thousands and thousands of some of the toughest men in the world these these guys and some women too current yeah <laughs> these guys are current and former law enforcement military all of that but on the flip side of that these guys are the nicest guys you ever want to meet they're mo- the most polite convention a group of folks you'll ever run into in las vegas you know that you know you getting out of an elevator or walking beside somebody they're like after you no i'm sorry okay oh i'm sorry you go first i mean the most polite courteous people in the world it's amazing yeah and i i wish i had gotten the name of so you know i'm I'm ch- I'm checking into the hotel last night. Get in late uh, from the airport. I get and I got all my gear. So I got you know not just the clothes that you pack, but I got all my radio broadcast equipment. I got our show banner, and so I'm going to go in the hotel. And there was this older gentleman, 
and he was holding holding the door for his, his wife. And they were both up there in years, and he said, hold, hold on there, son, let me get this door for you now. Come on now. And I'm like, holy cow, man. He's like, he's like, we're so thankful you're here. We're so glad you're here. Now, it might have been I had a Warriors in Quiet Waters jacket on, so he might have seen that and you know, must have known I was a veteran or something. But, but I think he would have done that for anybody because you're right. He, I, I'll bet if I if I were to predict what that guy's story is, he probably owns a gun shop somewhere, oh, maybe yeah. down south or down in Texas or something like that. And these are just the salt of the earth people and the reason they believe in our Second Amendment and the reason they believe in their industry and our rights is because they believe in this country and they want to fight for our country and they and they care for their neighbors. That's why they carry is yep. to care for you. Well, the um, when I picked up your uh, poster here for you for the um, the anthem jerky, I picked up from FedEx yesterday, and it's a big long uh, box, and the hallway coming down here is just slammed. I mean, there's not a there's not a single inch of space to try to walk. So I thought I'm carrying this thing like a jousting, like a jousting <laughs> sword. You know, I'm just gonna walk down through there. And you know what? I people just they see you coming and they just they just move out of your way. It's, oh, yeah. it's just a a real indicator of. What, what kind of people are here and how courteous they are. Now, if you were in, like, Los Angeles or something, oh, they'd, they'd, right scoff, into they'd bump they'd at you, right they'd into you, scoff yeah. at you, they'd, yeah. they'd stare at you under their mask uh, <laughs> uh, with their, with their you know, angry rainbow flag look. You know, I mean, it's just, but yeah, just salt of the earth folks here. So you went around and kind of cruised around day one of the SHOT Show yesterday, some of the booths. Um, I, what, what caught your eye? What, what catches your eye here is how much money is here right now. You know, they, what, what do you, like that from um, the big short, what do, you, what do you smell here? Money. You, you, got, you walk in right here, you've got Glock and Smith and & Wesson and a couple of these other just really, really big names in here that have booths that are, what, 50 yards by 50 yards, humongous. You're talking millions and millions of dollars these people are spending. Just to be here. Yeah. Just for the, and then you think about the printed graphics and the banners and the promotional materials. I mean, that is a lot of money uh, it, that's, that's filtering around back and forth. So while I was, uh, I was stuck in the Denver airport yesterday for a little while, I started just doing a little social media recon to see, you know, what people were saying about the SHOT Show, see... You know who's down here who's going to be down here and this, i thought this was kind of interesting um i i hope i pronounced the company right here in veris in veris i don't know if i'm pronouncing it right here but apparently they are showcasing a state-of-the-art virtual reality training simulator a training simulator for law enforcement uh let's see Attendees will have the opportunity to see the full capabilities of the simulator, including full recoil pistols and rifles uh, at their booth. So I, I had to comment. I was like, you know, because I'd like to get to their booth, but, you know, I really want to go see the Montana ones first. So I may, I may not have time to get there, but I told them, man, they should bring a headset over here. We'll, we'll put the VR headsets on and do some do some training right here at our Montana Talks booth. I, I did those a lot with with my agency. They had the what the what's called the Fats Simulator. Um, I forget the acronym that stands for, but it is truly amazing and it, an unbelievable training tool because they're all kind of shoot don't shoot scenarios, and you sit up there with a weapon and are presented with different scenarios, different good guy bad guy type of things, shoot don't shoot scenarios, and you you can truly see what somebody's going to do under a stress situation in those. 
in those uh, simulations. It is a great training. The FAT simulator. Fed's yeah. able to shoot. I don't know. I uh, like forget that. How, what that acronym stands for, but <laughs> yeah. it is just great training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, God, we had some good simulators. Yeah, I know back in the National Guard back in the day, like, you know, the, the call for file, fire field artillery simulators and all sorts of things like that. Yeah. Which, uh, which is nice to have those simulators when it's 40 below zero in Montana on a drill weekend, right? Well, they would wash you out of the academy that I, uh, that I went through if you failed that thing. If you couldn't get through some of the basic shoot-don't-shoot shoot scenarios in that simulation, they, they'd wash you out because, like, okay, you're going to go out there and shoot a meter mate. You're going to go out there and shoot a, you know, the trash collector when he comes by your house. You're not fit to be on the job. So I was listening to uh, Sheriff Jesse Slaughter, Cascade County Sheriff Jesse Slaughter. He's got his Pursuit podcast. And I, so, like, man, it was back in October. We did our show live from Columbia Falls, and it was on a Friday. Got up at O-Dark 30. And then, and then after that, after, you know, having lunch at, at the Night Owl in Columbia Falls with our friends from KJJR, then I hit the road to Great Falls. And then late that night, Man, I think we chatted for probably three hours on Sheriff Slaughter's podcast. I think he's going to drop that episode tonight. But I was listening to one of his other uh, podcasts. And, of course, he's, he's interviewing Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy. And Sheriff Slaughter, who's a big shooter himself, he says, uh, how many rounds do you carry in your magazine? And he's like, 28. He's like, and, and then he's like, okay, I, I figured that much. And he's like, but anyway, these are 30-round magazines. Why only carry 28 rounds instead of 30? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's standard stuff. Well, we always did that. We never fill up to full because it can stress the spring. Uh, yeah. That's why we never did that. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you got, you know, you got problems or it pops yeah. out or it's jammed. Yeah, so no, that was, it was those little, fun little kind of inside baseball gun training things was, was kind of fun to listen in on. You get to where you've done it enough times into these particular mags, you, you start to not even count. You just know when it's getting right to that tightness, and that's where you stop. Well, and your buddies at the FBI can't even pull a fingerprint off your thumb anymore because you probably scraped off the, <laughs> the, the fingerprints on your thumbs from loading, oh, all, the, oh, yeah. loading oh, yeah. all the ammo. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, oh, we've got uh, – so earlier I got a chance to catch up with uh, with Montana Governor Greg Forte. I want to play a little bit of that for you here uh, coming up after the break. Uh, unless uh, the AG or another Montana business is able to sneak in before we wrap today. If not, like I say, man, we're going to catch up with a lot of folks today. Uh, we'll record some interviews here later today, and we'll, uh, we'll also do uh, some more live coverage tomorrow and Friday also. But, but I, I want to share at least some of the, of the remarks of what Governor Greg Gianforte had to say here earlier this morning because he's just here today and then I think back in Montana tomorrow. What stood out to you from what the governor had to say, aside from the fact that this is a business guy doing business? Well, um, like I said before, that and the fact that knee-to-knee with him and watching him speak, and from all my time as a federal agent, from reading people and, and, and trying to get a read on, on their intentions and their sincerity, their truthfulness, he's a genuine guy. And that's a rare thing in politicians. Well, yeah, like one of the things he said was when he's out here talking to these gun business guys, he says, you know, in Montana... You can hunt big game 11 months out of the year. Yeah. <laughs> you guys might get your one big week. We got 11 months out of the year. So, really, things that bite back. Too. That's right. That's right. All right. Shortest break of the hour. Back from the SHOT Show in Vegas after this.
Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative. They do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Montana Governor Greg Gianforte just uh, rolling into the SHOT Show here this morning. He's got the governor's breakfast with all these Montana businesses coming up here uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, Governor, great to see you once again at the Aaron, SHOT good Show to, here. Good to be with you. you know, and it's, it's great. I mean, we have over two dozen Montana manufacturers here, and I'm so proud of them. And I just wanted to wish them well. We're also bringing some prospects in. You know, this is such an important industry for Montana. We've got over 150 firearms and ammunition manufacturers in the state of Montana. That's more per capita than any other state in the country. This is a significant industry. And what's great about it is it, it creates good jobs and it protects our way of life. Well, you know, it's kind of fun. So we, we've got our big badges on for our, our SHOT Show badges to, to get in and out of here because it's such a, a big a show. And I've got my Skinner Sights uh, out of St. Ignatius, Montana badge uh, holder here. You've got your Mystery Ranch, great backpacks in, in Bozeman, Montana. But that's really part of the fun of coming here is getting the chance to see all these Montana businesses and then all the other gun and outdoor gear folks kind of all in one spot. There's so much innovation. I mean, I was so I'm so impressed when I walked the floor. These advanced optics, the the this this new Olympus Arms in Helena with the recoiling barrel that uh, makes a takes a mule kick and turns it into a shoulder kiss. You know, it's just incredible what you can see. I had dinner last night with uh, Andy uh, Monsoor, the CEO of Brickstell Defense. They, they're investing $125 million in Glendive. And I got good news last night. He had a job fair there in Glendive with the chamber looking to hire some folks. In two hours, he got 65 applicants for work. So the firearms industry is important for defending our Second Amendment. Uh, but just as importantly, it's creating jobs in our community. It's going to allow our kids and grandkids to have a have you know pursue the American dream right here in Montana. There's uh, several other governors that are going to be here later today for a governor's panel discussion. And a lot of governors, they'll come down here to try to work some deals, to try to broker some deals. And then they want to leave the SHOT Show with some big announcements. You're rolling into the SHOT Show after these major announcements with Bristol Defense and Glendive and Olympus Arms in Helena, Montana. What, what do you got in the works right oh, now? Oh, there's more. We, I, I just want to give a shout out to the Department of Commerce. We, we created a business attraction function. Uh, we put a sales guy in California, we put one in Colorado and one in the Midwest, and we look for people in the firearms industry who knock on the door in those states and say, you want to move back to America? <laughs> I was going to say, who drew the short straw and had to live in California? It's like, ah, let's send that guy off to California. And you know what? Uh, you know, we've done a number of things in Montana to make sure we protect not only our Second Amendment, but the rights of the citizens. Uh, in the last legislature, we outlawed banking discrimination against firearms industries. There are some some people that want to use ESG wokeness to discriminate. And we said that's not going to fly in Montana. And then we also uh, you know, would not let the ESG stuff creep into our investments. So we directed the Board of Investments in Montana 
to pull back $26 billion of pension funds and state resources from these third-party money managers and said, listen, uh, move this stuff into index funds, which gives it a good performance, and we're going to vote our own proxies. We're not going to let you, East Coast, West Coast, uh, implement your political agenda with our resources. So we, we ended that in Montana. Yeah, and that, that shows where, you know, you, you have billions of dollars in, in investments that can now, let, let's flex that muscle to, to allow for more freedom in America to stop this woke nonsense because they're trying to use this woke nonsense to go after gun and outdoor gear companies and more. Yeah, I don't want some 25-year-old sitting in some high-rise in New York or San Francisco leveraging Montanans' hard-working pensions for their political agenda. That's what ESG is all about. And we pulled back that those resources at the Board of Investments uh, to make sure we're voting the those shares in a way that pursues financial return so people's retirements are more secure and not anybody's political agenda. Go, 150 Montana gun and outdoor, uh, well, if you add the outdoor gear business, it's even bigger than that. That's just, Governor, that's just, what, 150 just more gun industry. Yeah, it's firearms and ammunition. Just in Montana alone. Yeah, and it's just, it's such an important part of our economy. And you're right, we've been rolling out the red carpet. This is a program that I started at the Department of Commerce. Because, uh, maybe a shock to you, Aaron, and the listeners, but there are some states that don't embrace freedom the way Montana does. From a regulatory perspective, I mean, you've heard of some of these, some of them to the west and some to the east. So, as these entrepreneurs find that they're getting overtaxed, and overregulated, our message is really clear. Montana's open for business. I promise Montanans more good-paying jobs. So we created a business attraction function at the Department of Commerce. And when somebody comes around and says, you know, I might, I need to expand manufacturing. I need to maybe move my headquarters. We engage with them. We understand what their criteria are for making a selection. And then we build a one- to two-day agenda around their requirements, custom for them, and we roll out the right. All right. Uh, there we go. We're going to hold it right there. Got a chance to catch up with Montana Governor Greg Gianforte earlier this morning. We're, we'll share more here later in the week. Donald Trump Jr. is in the house. Uh, we're gonna, John, uh, John Jackson just went down to try to, to get him over here next. So stand by for that coverage coming for tomorrow. Hopefully we get a chance to chat with Don Jr. Plus Nate Kohana with Anthem Snacks, the Bozeman-based uh, company, the official jerky of the UFC. He's coming by later this morning. And Nick Cordo another very cool veteran story we're going to share so hey great coverage continuing from the shot show uh 